Welcome to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. I'm your host, Tim Reed. And once again, I'm so excited to be here today. Welcome to the Firetime Podcast. Well, we are continuing to crank along in between our seasons, and we're going through Firetime Magazine rapid reactions every week until we get into the early part of March when we start season 10 of the podcast. And, you know, for me, I really enjoy these episodes because truly, like every single month when the Firetime Magazine comes out, I read and listen to these articles as someone who consumes the content to get better, I've found that like, man, just month after month, I am dumbfounded at how amazing the content is. And I think that's due to the community of voices that we get to hear from women and men all over North America in particular, but people that work for retailers, distributors, manufacturers, sales reps, and everybody has a different perspective to their voice and they bring something really cool to the table. So in today's episode, there's a really, really cool article. It's actually a really short one that we're going to listen to together and then I'm going to give you my rapid reaction thoughts to it. But before we do, I've mentioned this recently on the podcast and I wanted to make everybody aware, just in case you're not, of our upcoming edX event at this year's HPB Expo in Louisville, Kentucky. Now, if you're listening to this in real time, we have the trade show just around the corner. And on Saturday, March 11th from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m., we're hosting an edX event. If you've ever seen a TEDx event with a series of TED Talks, that's what we're doing. And this is going to be a night of education and development where we honor the older generation of our industry that's gotten us to where we are. And we listen specifically to three different TED Talks about the future of our industry and where we're going. It's going to be really, really special. And, you know, actually, we're, we are going to be coming out with an HPB Expo show guide that we actually might walk through on a podcast before we we get to the trade show but this is going to be the premiere event of the entire expo Saturday night and it's going to be a fun day you know Saturday during the day you can go to the show go to education classes after the show's over at 5 go get dinner and then come back at 7 to the Baumhard Theater in downtown Louisville it's right on the waterfront it's an amazing venue this is going to run from 7 to 9 And then we're going to hit the town together after that and have a really good time. So I'm pumped for it. If you guys are interested in registering, the event is totally free, but we anticipate it selling out. So register to make sure that you get on the list and you can do that by going to itsfiretime.com slash edx. That's itsfiretime.com slash edx. Okay, now that we've gone past that, This article today is one by Clay Dennis, and it's called Use Turn Signals to Avoid Disasters at Work. It came out in the October 2022 issue of the Firetime magazine. And I mean, truly anything that Clay writes is phenomenal. And I find myself just like, man, just walking away with so much to think about. His articles tend to be short and punchy, and I just, I love how he delivers. And as someone who owned a business and sold that business successfully, he knows what he's talking about. And it's really, really cool to hear. So with that said, I am going to listen to the recording alongside of you. 
and jump right back in to give you my rapid reaction. Use turn signals to avoid disasters at work by Clay Dennis. When drivers make sudden changes in direction without notice while they're in traffic, it creates havoc for those following them. But when those drivers use turn signals, the drivers around them can make necessary adjustments and avoid potential disasters. Similarly, as a leader at work, your team operates in sync with you in the office. Everyone around you is working on projects and timelines to support your previous instructions. As a result, making last-minute schedule changes or pulling staff from one team to another without notice creates tremendous turmoil and chaos. To help reduce that chaos, consider using, quote, turn signals the next time you decide to change direction on a project. Letting people know about your intentions for change is a great way to get others to work with you. With that in mind, here are a few simple tips for using turn signals at work. 1. Use a turn signal to consider everyone's existing plans, appointments, and schedules. Few things frustrate highly organized folks more than last-minute, unplanned changes that disrupt their day. As an entrepreneur, changing your schedule may come easily to you, but not everyone's wired that way. Understanding and respecting this reality will serve you well, especially when it comes to scheduling meetings. Unless it's a safety issue, try to give people at least 24 hours to prepare for newly scheduled meetings. It's sort of like a turn signal of what you plan to do before you do it. 2. Be clear about where you'd like to go before signaling that you intend to change directions. Have you ever been behind a driver who signals the intention to turn, only to decide to take the next turn, or even the next? It makes it look like the driver's lost, doesn't it? It's important to literally map out the changes you'd like to make with specified outcomes and timelines before announcing your intentions to make changes. This will give you time to work out training, minimize corrections along the way, and increase others' confidence in your leadership skills. For more information on developing plans, check out another one of my articles, How a Navy SEAL's Advice Can Save Your Business from Ruin. 3. Use a turn signal by announcing policy changes a few weeks, or even a few months, before the implementation date. Implementing change is always difficult. It's even more difficult when that change is introduced without giving people time to understand it. For example, let's say you decide to upgrade your computer system. Let everyone know in advance why you're changing the system, when the new system should arrive, when any training sessions are scheduled, and what date the new system will go live. This way, your employees are trained and comfortable with the changes. You can test and work out bugs before customers are involved. Then, your staff can see the new system as an opportunity for improvement rather than a dark, scary challenge. In short, using turn signals can help you avoid disasters at work. And just like using your car blinkers, they don't require much time or effort. But if you'd like more guidance on using your turn signals, communicating with your team, or taking control of your business, please visit parttimebusinesspartners.com. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed that article by Clay Dennis. I mean, like I said at the beginning, it is short and sweet. And truly, like when I do these rapid reactions, I listen to the article in real time, just like you, and I hit record and, and start going. And, you know, it's it's funny listening to something that's so short like that, it, that packs such a punch. I've got all these thoughts going through my head, but I haven't had much time to process it with the article, you know, being so concise. But man, I, I think that just practically speaking, anyone who's in a position of management or leadership understands the damage that can be done 
by not using these quote unquote turn signals. I mean, it's the same thing as driving in a road, like Clay was saying. It's like a turn signal alerts other people to what you're doing so they can adapt accordingly rather than just changing direction willy-nilly. And each of these examples is is so practical. You know, the first one, use a turn signal 24 hours ahead of changing an appointment or somebody's schedule. And I mean, guys, I, I have made this mistake so many times and it's something that I struggle with because, you know, for me, my, my default is to pack light and move fast. But not everybody's like that. And very often when you are changing things, you know, 12 hours before a meeting, 30 minutes before a meeting, hey, can we actually cancel this and meet tomorrow instead? Oh, you know what? I'm not going to put you on this job. I'm going to move you to this one instead. Even if for us, it makes sense as a manager or a business owner to the team, it honestly, it, it makes you look stupid and it makes you look like you don't have control of your life and that you're living in chaos. And, and I've, I've, I found this as, you know, even as I, as I have, you know, consulting engagements and stuff and, and meet with people, I've learned that I need to be really intentional with my schedule. And when I make changes to it, those changes need to be well in advance. I mean, often way more than 24 hours ahead of time for the sake of communicating our professionalism to the people that we're meeting with. Many people don't have any semblance of control over their schedule. And as a result, it bleeds to the rest of their team. If the boss can't control their schedule and they're always moving stuff from here to here to here to here to here, is it any wonder that the team doesn't have control of their schedule and they're always living in chaos? You know, that intentionality with your schedule is something that most people don't have. And it really does rally people to pay attention to listen to you. And that actually plays really well into Clay's next point to be clear about where you want to go before changing direction. And and this is something that's actually come up a lot recently. So I haven't, I don't know if I've announced this on the podcast, but uh, I have a cohort through Wi-Fi of businesses that I'm helping throughout 2023. It's a small group of businesses. And basically over the course of 2023, I'm investing pretty much all of my retail consulting into it. And we meet multiple times a month. We have one-on-ones. I meet with their team and basically we're spending the year together. And then the cohort is going to be launched out on its own. And, uh, and I'll be starting a, a new core cohort with new businesses in 2024, Lord willing. But what's been coming up a lot in our conversations is that it, it's it's easy as business owners to be thinking three steps ahead of your team and to be changing from new thing to new thing to new thing to new thing. And and, and that very well may make sense to you. Now, sometimes, sometimes it may just mean that we need to focus more and, and not be changing our minds so much. But, but I have found often that you are thinking further ahead in a different speed than the rest of your team. It's kind of like I used to be a lead singer in a, in a punk band years ago playing a bunch of shows. And early on, when I was on the stage, I would talk so fast, no one could understand it because my adrenaline was pumping. And in my head, I'm talking at a normal cadence, but what comes out of my mouth is literally pure gibberish. If you go back and watch videos, it's humiliating. And even now I still have a tendency to talk fast when I get excited, but I have to have the discipline to think that my tendency is to think and talk faster than the audience that I'm talking to. And so I need to speak at a cadence and a pace that's right for them. You need to do the same thing with the way that you think and communicate. And so being clear about where you want to go before actually changing that direction absolutely sets your team up. When you talk with your team and say, hey, I've been thinking a lot about a change that we need to make. And this is what I'm thinking. Instead of doing this, 
I believe that we need to move towards this. And, and here's why. As, as I've been going through it, this is going to make a lot of sense. And so over the coming weeks and months, I think that we need to take a look at moving in this direction. Well, now that you've done that, it's not a surprise for your team. Team members hate surprises. They want clarity. They don't want their world disrupted. And so when you can communicate that clearly, hey, this is where we're going to go. I've been thinking about it. And this is why. Then when you do that, the team is ready for it. And then for you as a leader, you're doing what you said you do, which it's, it's not like you have a crystal ball to predict the future, but in your team's eyes, it's like, oh, my boss speaks this and then it comes into reality. It happens. And, and that builds credibility for you truly as, as, as you can be someone who calmly, deliberately, and thoughtfully sets a direction and communicates it ahead of time and then, and then goes and, and follows that direction, it, it brings it calmness to your company. And I think that that's really, really wise that Clay talked about that. Where could you insert that turn signal about being clear with where you want to go before actually changing direction and going there? You know, finally, he talked about announcing policy changes a few weeks or a few months before they go into effect. And that dovetails right into what we just talked about. But many of us don't have the discipline to do that. It's, it, it's much easier to say, oh, okay, let's just get started with this right now. Or maybe you forgot to communicate it, but it's coming down to the wire. And so you just, you just jump in. Okay, we're making this change. Here's what we're doing. You know, policy changes are tough. You know, depending on how big your company is, you may have a lot of policies. You may only have a few, but when team members are used to doing something one way, even if the new way is better, it takes them time to adapt. And so by communicating this ahead of time, again, you are paving the way you are, you are, you are building the road in front of your team before they drive across it. And, and that gives your team a lot of peace of mind. It also gives them the ability to talk about problems that they see with it and also to bring their behavior in line with this new policy so that when it comes into effect, it's a nice smooth transition. It's like merging onto a highway, right? Well, you first get into the merge lane and then you come up to speed. You ride alongside for a little bit and then you merge right in and it's nice and smooth versus gunning your car right through traffic and, and making a, a disaster of things. I think that I think that this advice is really, really wise. And what it comes down to is that we need to be disciplined leaders with disciplined thoughts. Many of us are undisciplined. We don't think about what we do before we do it. We operate in pure reaction mode all the time or gut instinct mode all the time, which is incredibly dangerous if you're trying to build a, a company that is sustainable and that, and that lasts. So, you know, if we can be people that use these turn signals it makes a big difference. And, and, and I've, I've found that by doing some of these things, it's actually helped, you know, galvanize my team and, and, and rally team members to the cause. So I hope you got as much value out of that article as I did. I remember hearing it in real time when the magazine came out, but it was really cool to listen to it again. Now, if this podcast has been a blessing for you and you want to support it financially, you can do that by going to the website, patreon.com slash it's fire time. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash it's fire time. And as we close out this episode, I'll, I'll tell you guys one more time. If you've not signed up for the edX event at the expo, you absolutely have to. It's going to be a really cool event. You can go to itsfiretime.com slash edX and sign up. But 
In the meantime, this week, as you go out, this busy season is starting to slow down and possibly come to a close. There's no excuse not to use these turn signals. Where can you use a turn signal this week to prep your team on the direction that you're going? If you can do that, you're going to win. Hope you guys have an amazing week. We'll talk again very soon. Thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast. To learn more, visit the website itsfiretime.com. Music from this episode was written and recorded by In Bloom out of Portland, Oregon. We thank you for listening to the Firetime Podcast, where it's never hot enough, slow is fast, and the way to win is to make it so stupidly easy to buy from you that there's no excuse not to. We'll see you next time. I'm all in to burn and